Good evening, and welcome to another installment of No Lights Paranormal Podcast, where three nerdy paranormal investigators sit down and discuss spooky stories from the web. My name is Joe. I am the lead investigator. My name is Teresa. I am the researcher. My name is Alex. I'm the equipment fitter upper guy. I thought you were going to sing that. I was actually shocked. <laughs> I was like, yes, let's do a singing episode. I am not a singer, so that's strange as it excited me. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are then in the great state of Florida. Yeah. I said it right that time. Yep, part two. Yeah. <laughs> of the night, yes. Of the night, yes, yes. And pardon us if we get a little bit weird. We're recording two in a night because of the snafu of last week. Yes. Uh, as we said in the previous podcast. So this one's the second one, so if we get a little bit loopy, we apologize. Yes. Kentucky's or, out of the way, so we should be uncursed now. Uncursed. Right. Uncursed. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, let's see how that works out. Um, anyway, so yeah, we are in Florida for this episode. Um, so what made us jump to Florida today? Uh, Florida was just next on the list. Oh, dig it. Okay. Very good. <laughs> Anticlimactic. So that was... So, yeah, absolutely love it. Florida, we today have chosen three pretty interesting stories, I think. Um, Joe started us off last time. Well, you said your story is going to be pretty lengthy. My story so. is a little on the lengthy side. Well, yes and no. Yes and no. You can't change your tune now. <laughs> it is a little on the lengthy side. Remember, we made the two-minute joke. I mean, do you want me to go ahead and start off then? Since I was going to say, since yours is pretty lengthy, why don't you start yeah, off that way? Yeah, So, I actually chose something uh, for this episode that... I mean, it's a very, very popular place, but I'm not positive that it's a popular haunted place. So interesting you know we like to try to stay away from the places that everybody knows are haunted you know sometimes you just can't though exactly kind of well this one every single person on planet earth knows this place exists and what they do there but probably not everybody knows that it's haunted so we're gonna kick it off this way the florida project uh, is what it was known named by its creator it was a supplement to its creator's vision that first existed in anaheim california and then moved over here um to um where it sits currently it's a it's it's a sequel let's call it a sequel is Um, this story goofy no Um, exactly, exactly. Um, the property that this sits on is, um, uh, located within two counties in Florida, Orange and Osceola counties, uh, closest to the cities of Winter Garden and Kissimmee. First opened October 1st, 1971, and the property encompasses a total of 25 thousand acres which is actually larger than the island of manhattan oh i didn't know that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it features um let's see here four separate theme parks two water parks two mini golf courses four golf courses 21 uh, resorts and many others that are not technically associated with the property itself but are on the premises Uh, contains a boardwalk springs flamingo crossing areas for shopping dining entertainment a wildlife area and here's a big one people do not probably know about um experimental prototype community of tomorrow better known as Epcot. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the potentially most haunted place you can think of, which has also been dubbed the happiest place on earth, Disney World in Florida. I said strip club. She said I was wrong. (laughs) I am impressed. Uh, It took her four minutes and 45 seconds to beat around the bush to say Disney World. Yeah. 
Well, I get, I, I get I'm the whole. You stretch that out. <laughs> I, I get the whole like, let's see if they can guess it. So. There was a lot of information in that introduction. It's a small world. <laughs> she's right. It's going to be a long one. <laughs> I, I had a moment there where I was like, oh, she's not want to say it because of the copyright issues. But I'm like, wait, we've said it before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So Hell yeah, it's going to be long. It took her five minutes to say Disney. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I also forgot to talk about the. Uh, outdoor area fort wilderness uh the tri-circle d ranch the espn sports complex uh there's there's so much more so much more um but anyway it's a lot <laughs> exactly um and and i bet that a lot of people did not know that epcot actually stands for experimental prototype community of tomorrow i actually um, did walt disney cool walt disney himself actually planned for epcot to be a place where they would actually have like a literal test bed for uh, new city living innovations. Um, he planned the entire complex start to finish. He knew exactly what he wanted uh, Walt Disney World to be. And, and unfortunately, um, he passed away December 15th of 1966 uh, prior to the completion of, of Disney World Florida. So he did not get to see all of his dreams actually come to fruition with this one. However, his brother um, decided to uh, pick it up and he changed the name from just simply Disney World to Walt Disney World, uh, ensuring uh, that the people of the world would remember that this place was his brother Walt's dream. So he went ahead and, and finished it all up and got it all built to what we know and love today. So I'm going to start off with a little bit of darker history regarding the property. So obviously, like I said, the park opened um, quite a long time ago. Um, and... I do not have records going all the way back to 1971, but I'm sure they exist if you wanted to actually look for them. Hmm. So I'm going to kick things off starting uh, a little bit later than that. Uh, so July of July 10th, 1990, uh, there were three teenagers in a late model Mustang flying down the road right outside the Caribbean Beach Resort which is part of the Disney property. Uh, these boys unfortunately slammed into the back of a bus. It was actually a Disney transportation bus uh, and all three were instantly killed. Yes. Um, we, we're gonna skip around a little bit. We have December 26th of 2010. A 69-year-old Massachusetts man stepped out in front of a Disney transportation bus and was killed. I've seen that movie. Right? Catch this one, because these ones are interesting. April 1st, 1995, a 9-year-old boy was riding... No, I'm so sorry, this was the wrong one. He was struck by a moving vehicle... Um, by a Disney employee um, right outside of the Kissimmee entrance to the park. April 1st, 2010, a nine-year-old boy again, this was a Florida boy, crushed to death by a Disney transportation bus. Let's keep going here. April Fool's episode over. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, April 1st does seem to be a, a fucking crazy day for that park. July 5th, 2009, the monorail Purple uh, pilot was killed during a failed track switchover from the Epcot line to the Magic Kingdom Express line. February 2nd, a 53-year-old Colombian man was struck by a car while riding his bike right outside of Disney Hollywood Studios. June 12, 1982, a one-year-old Iowa girl was killed after falling from the tram in the parking lot headed to the Magic Kingdom. 
Worst vacation ever. Right? right? April 30th, 2005. Not related to the ride, but a 30-year-old man from Indiana passed from a heart attack on the dinosaur ride. December 18th, 2007. From Florida, again, a Florida person, um, died on Expedition Everest. Let's keep going here. November 27, 2007. 63-year-old cast member died from a brain injury after being hit by the primeval whirl after falling from a restricted platform. Sounds like a D&D &D thing. Right? <laughs> to rest. Um, another cast member, 52 years old, also received a deadly brain injury while working on the same exact ride, March 13th of 2011. June 10th, 2018, a 71-year-old man passed away after riding a wave at the Meltaway Bay. Um, August 17th, 2009, a 30-year-old performer uh, on the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular passed away in a stunt gone wrong. I heard about that one. And also the guy playing Indiana Jones accidentally got rolled over by the boulder. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that, yeah. Um... Shout out to Indy. There you go. On the Rock and Roller Coaster, June 29th of 2006, a 12-year-old Kentucky boy passed away. Uh, he was later diagnosed by the coroner uh, with a congenital heart defect, so they did not believe that had anything to do with the ride. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> this here is, what, 30 years worth of history? And these are just a couple of things. Now, a lot of them were recent. Exactly. And don't let's let's not forget about the Star Wars attraction, the Toy Story Mania attraction, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, Epcot, the ESPN Sports Complex, Magic Kingdom, Typhoon Lagoon, all the resort hotels, the Island, Disney Springs. Don't forget about the Speedway. All of these places have got individual stories about horrific and or untimely deaths. Listen, I would go to the Disneyland just for the Star Wars exhibit. <laughs> <laughs> Plain and simple. So the last and only time I was there was the year they finished the Tower of Terror. Ooh. Yeah. No, I, I've actually been down there. That was one of the vacations me and my family went on was down to Disneyland. So I love it. I think everyone has been to Disneyland. You would, I would think, I would. Think. Maybe not everyone, but I'm the a majority. Lot, a people. lot of folks. Excuse me. A lot of folks about. <laughs> if you want to go, you go. It's. I mean, it's one of those places. Say what you want about Disney, whether you love them or hate them. They've done some things recently that have been debatable it, things. Sure. But the park itself is actually just a really fun enjoyment. Oh yeah. It, it's it's a good park. Agreed. So. The happiest place on Earth. Is it potentially one of the most haunted places on Earth? Um, so when did Walt die? Uh, Walt passed away... 66? And when did the first Correct. incident happen? So actually the very first incident in the park was literally on the day of opening. After his death. Correct. The park did not open until after his death. Ding, ding, ding. Right? <laughs> So here's some interesting little stories regarding. Um, feeling watched, or the fact that many people have reported very, very strange things happening on site. Um, let's see here. A long, long, long list of ghosts hiding in shadows and literally jumping out to, to scare people, which seems insane, but then... Uh, they literally disappear right in front of your eyes, so clearly they were actually ghosts and not just someone being a dick. The Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. Um, one of the construction workers passed away during its construction. Uh, after his death, the cast members began to notice odd things happening, like the lights going on and off. Uh, and they say that a way to appease this man's ghost is that they would say good morning to him every single morning when they flip the ride on and good night to him every night. And he just isn't acknowledged, 
uh, George also lets them know of his displeasure um, of certain events with mischief, like shutting down the ride or mysterious phone calls that come from an empty control room. And some people have said that they even catch him um, on the security monitors walking the platform or actually interacting with the ride or the ride's visitors. He just wants to ride it. Right? <laughs> on a few occasions, uh, riders have shouted that they don't believe in George. And mysteriously, oh, yeah. they end up getting stuck on the ride for long periods of time. <laughs> Sounds like a good way to be the next person on this list. Right? <laughs> um, Matterhorn is, is also um, extremely haunted. Uh, <clears throat> it's actually a very, very famous uh, ride. Um, workers claim that it is haunted by a woman named Dolly who died on the ride in 1984. She was a for real person. Um, According to that, what had happened was apparently she fell from the ride, um, that caused her passing, and since, uh, workers have dubbed it Dolly's Dip. (laughs) Not positive if that sounds flattering or not. It's kind of like Mountain Dew. (laughs) Workers often claim to feel a presence in the area where she passed away. Uh, one Matterhorn worker uh, said that in the six years that he worked the ride, um, <laughs> they never saw uh, the lights working in the area known as Dolly's Dip, which was the area where she fell. Uh, seemed that the lights in that area were always burnt out. Uh, the Tower of Terror. Um, one of the cast members was a bellhop for the last platform of the attraction. And while loading guests on one day, he simply dropped dead. Afterwards, uh, extremely strange things started happening, especially on that platform where he passed away. Lights going on and off. Sometimes the ride would freeze at the end of the day as other cast members were doing nightly checks. Uh, People have claimed to catch sight of the ghost in the entrance of the attraction. However, if they look directly eye at him, uh, he just disappears. (laughs) Um, Spaceship Earth uh, says keep your eyes peeled for a little blonde girl that loves to ride on one of the cars and she has a little ghost boy who is often seen riding the car beside her. (laughs) Creepy as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking out. (laughs) One of the most famous ghosts is a woman in white who is seen on Main Street. Specifically on Main Street. Uh, she's said to be dressed in all white 19th century clothes, uh, and she is wearing heeled shoes. Many, many people have seen her, and she is known uh, very well on dozens of occasions to have led lost children back to the daycare center uh, to reunite with their parents. Hmm. This has happened That's interesting. dozens of occasions. So it's extremely well known that if you lose your child on Main Street, a woman in white may well return them. That, that creepy. Right. <laughs> uh, many claim that Walt Disney himself is very much present in the park. I've heard of that one. Uh, he had an office uh, over the fire station on Main Street, and cast members, when they were you know, going in and out of that room for the evening, would turn the light off, uh, but then the light would turn back on. Uh, one night, a cast member flipped off the lights, the light came back on, and he heard a very distinct male voice saying, I'm still here. <laughs> he wasn't finished working for the night, apparently. <laughs> um, All right, you turn it off then. <laughs> right? You do something. The, the ridiculous number of reported hauntings at Disney World is, it's honestly, it's staggering. Like, I, I have... I've seen a lot of hauntings, I've read about a lot of hauntings, but absolutely nothing takes the cake to Disney World. Like, it's pretty much everywhere you go, every restaurant you eat at, um, every bit of it, something is haunted. You're going to see spirits. Well, go ahead. No, I I don't even know where I was going with that, honestly, aside from the fact that it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it makes sense. True. The massive humanity that goes there on a daily basis 
True. For any ghost, parasite, being whatever you want to throw out there, it's a perfect place to go because you get constant food. You get constant energy thrown at you. You get the whole gamut of what these things feed on. You get it all thrown at you. So it makes sense that that's a haunted place. Um, and they actually had a, I think A&E had it, excuse me, of a, uh, a haunted Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they actually did a whole thing on it. And they actually said, uh, yeah, Walt. Walt himself is there. Is, is like, there. Yeah. Uh, in, he haunts his old office. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The office um, by the old flowers fire station on Main yeah. Street. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I could totally point right where that was if I were there. But <laughs> Yeah, right. There. But, yeah, <laughs> it's right there. But, yeah, lots and lots and lots and lots of ghost stories. This place is just full of activity from all different walks of life people who have been there people who have passed there people who uh, just never wanted to leave because it is in fact the happiest place on earth not really (laughs) (laughs) no I remember going there to the kid and the one funny thing that I do remember from it is I think it was the haunted mansion Uh, but I remember riding in the elevator and I was young I mean I was real young at the time I remember my dad saying like Joe are you going to be okay with this you know, it's a haunted mansion. And me being young and dumb, like, I can handle it. Like, yeah, I'm fine. And then going down this elevator, the pictures changed. Yeah. To where they got creepier and creepier. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> so. <laughs> on the edge. <laughs> there is actually an urban legend of a man with a cane who roams the haunted mansion. Um, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. So. Because I've seen that dude. It's a popular one. The the man with the cane they they're not they're not positive but they they call it an urban legend. Um, cast members have reported seeing an old man with a cane riding uh, the dune buggies in the haunted mansion. Uh, the story goes that he can be seen in the area between the offload and onload points. Uh, he they say that he is sitting alone in the buggy holding a cane in his lap and staring straight forward. That is freaking me out right now because that I seen that dude there and that's the reason why I like canes. Okay, that is weird that that's. I, I've weird. always had a thing because I thought the cane that he had was like cool looking, and I'm like, that's cool. You can just have like a walking stick with a pretty awesome thing. I again, I was young, but <laughs> I, I always had a thing for canes, and I'm like, that's that. cool. And then when I found out you can make them into swords and all that. I'm like, this is cool, but it's a dirty thing. Uh, but yeah, that, that's I didn't know that. That's like. That's freaking me out. Holy shit. Um, Sorry. It's actually like the most popular Disney haunted forest. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a, that's I a need a minute. Well, that is also where the character of the man with the cane came from in the Disney movie um, Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say boogity boogity boo. Uh, nope. <laughs> uh, Tom Sawyer Island has got... Um, a particularly interesting spirit there. Um, World Showcase has got a particularly interesting spirit. Um, there's oh gosh, there's so much. There's so much. I mean, this the the whole damn place is just filled with ghosts. No. Uh, and what's really interesting is of the twenty three thousand acres that the park's property actually consists of, only about half of it is currently in use. The other half of it is still undeveloped for, yeah. Oh, it's a massive land piece of land. Yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they're they're planning to. Walt Disney himself had actually planned to completely fill the entire twenty three thousand acres. Um, he he was uh, well all in his way in the planning when he passed away. So no, hopefully, I'm... some of his dreams will come to fruition, and we will have an even more awesome park in the future. Yeah. So I was a little bit older than you when I went. I was. 15, but still, that was back in 95, so... I was 14 yeah. when I went. It was a went. long time ago to, for my little brain to remember. Uh, but one thing that I can specifically remember, uh, speaking of, like, only half of the land being developed, is... Uh, so, we stayed in two different hotels when we were at Disney, and both of those were, like, surrounded by, like, ponds slash lakes... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of oh, yeah, water yeah, yeah. body that yeah. there's only so much you can do with. Uh, yeah. I remember this because we rented uh, the little speedboats. Mm. 
out on those lakes. Yeah. Well, I mean, just like when I brought up Cedar Point, the whole thing up there, it's on a body of water. Right. So, yeah, it it's, makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would highly suggest if you ever get the money to take an actual stay at Disney World, make sure you stay in one of their resorts. Right. Make sure you eat in their restaurants. Make sure you take a slow nighttime stroll down Main Street. Um, I'm sure that you'll I find do. some pretty awesome shit. I want to go to the Star Wars exhibit. I don't give a shit about the rest of Disney. I want to go to the Star Wars exhibit. I can only imagine how ungodly expensive it is to go there. Now, I, I kind of uh, remember the prices that we paid back in the day. I looked up a trip a while ago because you know, things, and it was close to $3,000. All right, so if you yeah. ever hit the lottery, make sure you check out these haunted hotspots. Yeah, the average worker not going to Disneyland anytime soon unless they save up for it. I was going to yeah. say, I think it was, uh, I think just the hotel when we went down there. We went for a week. My sister had had a dance recital at Disney. Uh, I think just the hotel was like $1,600. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. Uh, actually, when we were down there when I was a kid, we actually got lucky because my mom's family was down there. So she knew an uncle. And he's like, you can stay with us because that's what families did back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Right. Like, and you can stay with us. And then he ran over my goofy hat and I was pissed. Well, that, was, that was back in the day when timeshares were popular and like everybody that you knew like one of them had yeah. a timeshare somewhere yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so that uh, is my Florida story it was a big one it was a big one yeah alright you wanna go or you want me to go uh sure I'll take this I'll go second this so just, so, just so you're aware I, I did in fact truncate that quite a bit yeah tr- truncate truncate okay. meaning shrink no, I know what it means. Just, just checking. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so mine, in searching for uh, what place I was going to, uh, I was inspired. Hmm. I was inspired when I saw the picture of this place uh, because I saw the picture of this place and I was like, huh, it kind of looks like that hotel that me and Joe stayed at in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that was a cool <laughs> hotel. Um. So, when when we travel, when Joe and I travel as friends to go to concerts out of town, uh, or even any of us travel anywhere, uh, we don't look for really, like, the Super 8s and shit. Like, no. uh, we try to do, like, the little bed and breakfasts and stuff. Yeah, the like, mom and pop stuff. Because uh, a lot of it is, to be fair nowadays, just as cheap as getting... It, prob- it was cheaper than it going was to the cheaper, yeah. Like, um, so... I am going to talk about uh, the Casadaga Hotel. Uh, oh, yeah. I saw that one. So, Casadaga Hotel, or Casadaga, Florida, is a small, quaint town in the central region of Florida. Uh, the city is served as the home to the group identified as the Southern Casadaga Spiritualist Camp Meeting Association uh, <laughs> since the year 1894. That's interesting. So, hilarity is going to ensue here in a little bit uh, because, look, we're all paranormal people. We all like folklore. We all like cryptids. We all like uh, different stuff that you would find in a cult shop. We all like weird stuff, right? But for every one of us, for the 80% that we do love, there's just that 20% that you just don't buy, right? You're like, eh, no. <coughs> No, I'm not on that level. <laughs> I've said that on a previous podcast. So. Uh, so amazingly, the overall appearance of this community still reflects uh, that of its earliest days in history, uh, which is considered to be quite impressive, uh, as most towns have transitioned significantly over the course of the past 100 plus years, uh, deemed as the psychic center of the world. Interesting. I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, Casadaga, Florida was placed on the Natural Historic Places Register in the year of 1991. Uh, it is home to approximately 300 individuals. Approximately 100 of its residents are still considered spiritualists. Uh, when visiting the Casadaga Hotel, uh, you will find distinguishing marks of spiritualism, uh, and the essence of the community in every direction that you explore. Um, so, the original hotel uh, was born was uh, not born. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> was ah, fuck it? It was born. 
The hotel was born in 1901. Um, uh, it was built as a boarding house uh, and a hotel for the town spiritualist camp, uh, the largest of its communities in the country. Uh, it burned down along with several several other buildings in 1925 and was rebuilt in 1927. Uh, a woman named Diana Morn uh, purchased the building in 1979 on a whim after coming down from Wisconsin uh, to visit friends who had a winter home in the area. Uh, apparently she has lived there pretty much, or she's owned the place and lived there pretty much ever since, uh, hosting guests, spirits, and anyone else who passes through. Uh, when asked, she said, as a little Catholic girl, I had no idea about spiritualism. Um, and then she would go on to tell her, uh, story that on the very first night in the hotel after buying it, uh, she saw a spirit. <laughs> um, when asked, she said it was like seeing your husband right there, uh, pointing to the lobby in the main stairway, uh, where a black man, in, uh, a man in a black suit appeared staring back at her. He was looking at me, I could see him, but he was kind of like, not transparent, but close to it, so you definitely know he's not human. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call opaque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Um, uh, that said, let's see here. They do not allow children to stay overnight at the hotel uh, since they can be disruptive. Um, and apparently one of the stories is uh, that... Guests would come up and ask, Hey, I thought your kids weren't allowed to stay here. Uh, without fail, guests report late night sounds of a little boy and a little girl playing together in the hallway and the tinkling of tricycle bells. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'm out. <laughs> Very reminiscent of The Shining right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, people also regularly photograph orbs in the guest bedrooms and in the hallways. Um... And the owner of the hotel encourages others to give it a try. Uh, when asked, she said, just invite them to come through as you're walking around. Tell them I would love to catch you on film, and we will honor you when we put the photographs out. Uh, always bless them and tell them what you're doing. Uh, she says the guests needn't worry about any evil spirits. Uh, they said they protect this building. It's their home, so they're loving and she does go on to say, though, that uh, she's not going to say that there aren't any pranksters. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, I get that. Which happens. Uh, so nowadays, the Southern Casadaga Spiritualist Camps officially certified medians operate out of their own homes in Casadaga and other spots around town. Uh, however, the Hotel Casadaga does have its own range of certified psychics and mediums. Um, one thing that I did forget to mention, uh, there's a big, nice restaurant in this place. It's actually called the Sinatra Ristorante. Interesting. Is it actually called a Ristorante? Or you just add some yeah, it's Ristorante. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just adding some flair. Flair. <laughs> Uh, so yes, uh, you can browse the wall of brochures in the lobby if you decide you want to hear from Misty, who does palmistry and can read your aura, or you prefer to give Gypsy Eris a try, uh, a psychic who uses tarot and oracle cards to deliver messages of the divine. Uh, they also do past life regression uh, with a hypnotist. Um, let's see... She's also, the hypnotist is apparently also a, par a pro at finding and photographing orbs around the town during regular encounter the spirits night tours. Um, all sorts of other sessions are on offer at the Hotel Casa Dega 2 from past life regressions and Akashic record readings to Reiki sessions and crystal chakra healing beds that you can lay atop to get swept <laughs> up in healing energy. Interesting. I'm laughing for another reason. I'll tell you a little bit. Um, and last but not least, if you've always wanted to sit on a seance, the Hotel Castadaga can also make that happen. Uh, Kathy leads seances in the hotel's conference room where you can sit down, settle in, and see who comes through. Um, so yeah, you've got 
they've got karaoke sessions in Sinatra's Ristorante. Uh, a whole lot going on down here. Did and a ghost ever sing karaoke? You know what? It's probably a pretty spiritual experience. I, don't I would, I would <laughs> love to see that. That'd be great. Anyway, if they sing imagine, Sinatra. No, let's just imagine Frank Sinatra. You know, his ghost singing Dude. some of his songs. Dude. Like they're probably. Come on. That'd be Listen, the ghosts are probably the ones playing the piano. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I found it interesting because it kind of... T- it's a, it's weird that there's still a village, like a whole ass town that's kind of dedicated to the spiritualist movement from way back in the day. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, they make money off of it, so... True. Uh, if you're done. For the most part, yeah, I'm yeah, done. No, I just, the reason why I started laughing is because when you said that they read your aura... Years ago, before I even met you guys, I met someone that actually said she could read my aura. And I walked in. I just walked into a bar. That should have been your first go. But I walked into the bar. And this is back when I partied hard, so I was a little bit high. I can read your aura. I'm leaving. And she, she just come running up to me, like, out of the blue. And she goes, I can read your aura. It's It's like, it's like... Vibrant and all this, and I'm sitting there like I am high as fuck. I can't, I can't wrap my head around this all up. Sorry, that just reminded me of that. Go ahead, go ahead. Really? No, I mean it's fine. Again, this yeah. was kind of the discussion portion. I'm uh, uh, so actually when you said that, I was laughing about when we went down to uh, Paris Icon. Oh God! And my wife got yeah. roped into oh. photography <laughs> for thirty fucking dollars. That was all right, folks. Let me set the stage with this story. Oh, this is good. <laughs> Me and Alex are, Teresa's doing her thing. She's the talkative one of the group, so she just talks to everybody. Like, can't get her to pass a booth within five seconds. Well, pretty much uh, that made us a lot of friends and got us a lot of contacts. True, so. it, it's it, true. It works. And I'm we not love shaming you all. for it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not shaming you for it or putting you down for no, it. I'm but just I letting them know how it is. More uh, talkative, you know. Me and Alex, however, we're browsing. We're going everywhere. We're shopping like guys shop. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, and also, we. So true. <laughs> Kind of like up until that point, didn't really understand like how much we did or didn't have to look at. So like we wanted right. to make sure we saw everything. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So we get to this one part, and it's this lady doing the aura reading and all that. But it's aura psychology, so it's like literally taking a video of you and yeah, stuff like that. Look, it kind of looked like a thermal thing. camera to me. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah it's that's reading. what he just said. Is verbatim how we both looked at it. Like, yeah, I think this. Like, I sat down because I was like, cool, I want to see it. And then she's like, this costs. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to sit down. And <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm not paying for something to tell me about something I already know. And uh, she's like, that's fair. And she was a nice lady. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, we we're like, yeah, I'm not. That's the 20% we didn't believe in. <laughs> so we're just like, no, nah, we're not going to do it. And then we go up to another booth and we're sitting there. We actually met someone. We were actually. BSing with him a little bit, and we turn around, and Teresa's sitting in the exact same chair. <laughs> and then she looks back at us. She goes, "Give me thirty dollars." <laughs> well, so, so she got rope Here's what happened: is I sit down at this at this booth, and and yes, this lady was very very nice. Yeah, I'm not shaming her. Phenomenal sales tactic. You go, girl. Yeah, make him um, sit down and take the picture first. <laughs> yeah. So so she's like she's like here, let me show you how it works. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I want to know how it works. So I sit down, and the next thing I know, she's going, hey, I just hold still for a minute. I'm like, okay. She's pushing some buttons, and then all of a sudden she says, well, here's this reading, blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you all about your aura, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's really interesting. So I stand up. She's like, that'll be 30 bucks. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, thanks for showing me how it works. I've, I've seen enough. I don't really believe in this, but science is cool. Yay. And she's like, 30 bucks, please. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it was great we turned around and we're like are you kidding me <laughs> like, I think we just watched that train wreck happen oh, we, did. Yeah. we knew it was coming yeah. and uh, Annie the girl that was with us God love, love her, her. Death. she offered to, to pay for this session oh she was buying everything yeah she's just like here guys be happy <laughs> I don't even know was that. I just think that's a world she has not seen yet uh, so it was like a kid in a candy store. Was, I can't tell you how many times I was like, Annie, put your money back in your pocket, girl. <laughs> we don't need any of this shit. So also, like going along those lines, right? Because, uh, again, there's portions of stuff that we just don't believe, right? Or we're just like, eh. And wouldn't even say don't believe. Just like, eh, 
that's not my shtick. Right. All right. Like the crystals, was, the Reiki the, thing, the, the chakras. It was presented to me though was very much like sit here and let me teach you how this works. And you know me, I'm like yes, all the Go. fucking. Like, I want to know how this works. And and then you know thirty dollars, please. Yeah. Listen, if I would have saw my wife walking that direction, I could have bet Joe a hundred bucks. 10 minutes before you sat down See? that you were going to end up in that chair. And I would not have taken that bet. Because <laughs> right, also knows she was going to end up in that I, chair. Listen, I'm going to go buy this admittance to this haunted place that we're going to do this. I'm leaving that one alone. I 100% was not even thinking that it was a sales tactic, uh, which is stupid because I've been in sales for a better part of 35 years. I know how this shit works. She was good. Uh, she was good. She was good. Plus, she had a really tricky service, right? It's not like she was selling you a product. Exactly. She was like, hey, do this. Now it's too late. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But no, uh, what I was getting at, though, is the point is, like, there are portions of everything that are just like, eh, not our shtick. Yeah. Um, so, on the same token, uh, I treat I treat everything in the paranormal realm uh, kind of the same way that I look at religion. It's as long as you believe it, it's fine. Right. I was like, don't don't ever believe that I'm gonna get a Reiki massage or a chakra alignment. Alright, that's not my shtick. I but don't know that Reiki does massages. Yeah, I was about to say what's a Reiki I don't, massage. I don't even know what it is. I'm gonna be honest with you. I hear the word massage and I immediately cringe because I find massages just to be horrible. But uh, here's yeah. the thing. <laughs> you know, I do like the juniper burning, the uh, right. the cleansing of homes and people and this and that and the protection spells and whatnot. Uh, you put me in a room full of crystals and I'm like it's Which rocks. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Just for the main fact <laughs> it's pretty rocks, but it's some rocks. It's it's that I'll preface it this way. I also do the same thing. It's not something that I would look at somebody saying you're wrong for believing in that. That doesn't work. That's not my stick. I don't do it. Sure. You believe in what you believe in. Absolutely. Cool. I think that's what I was trying to get at. However, you know? I don't see how a rock will clear anything. <laughs> <laughs> Other than an invader coming at you, if you throw the rock at their head, it'll clear that. <laughs> but that's just me. It, it, if that's your and, stick, and go I'm, for it. I'm, um, I'm on the opposite end of that spectrum. I have been... She likes in, the rocks. I have been in haunted like places. I like that too. On the rocks is good. Um, I've been in places like... Um, what is that one big park that we went to that had the huge um, mining thing that used to... Deep Lock Quarry? Deep Lock Quarry. There uh, you go. The place we almost went to? <laughs> yeah. Right. We've but been there during the day. Couldn't get my ass down the path because it was creepy as shit. And I was it like, was I ain't going down there because something dark. down there is going to eat my fucking face. It was dark. Um, like yeah. dark, dark. Like... Darker than I've ever seen. In, I've been in a lot of woods at night, man. It was like SpongeBob's. I was SpongeBob. It was advanced darkness. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've ghost hunted a lot of places, and that was just that was darkness you couldn't see. That through. That's something you don't go towards. Took the cake of darkness, uh, but yeah, my anyway. dark vision failed me. <laughs> so, anyway, when you get down there, I do believe that there is a massive difference. Um, Paranormal-wise, in the way that it feels when you are just in the parking lot, when you are just you know near the path, versus when you get down a little bit closer to that quarry. Sorry, Jenna. <laughs> oh yeah, there's like that sandstone, right. like magnetic yeah. vibration yeah. almost. Yeah, the whole, it's it's crazy. So <laughs> I I do. <laughs> we were hiking that one day. <laughs> exactly. See. So yeah, I I do one hundred percent believe that um, different types of material different types of stones different earthly uh elementals water things like that do hold um and can even some you know some of them will inhibit or um even even help the flow of energy so yeah yeah i guess in my advanced age i have learned that my brain only has so much space i understand it i understand the idea behind it I just don't have the space for it. And it's actually amazing because you can see them actually hit that space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's when like you see something, you learn a new phone number and you're like, shit, which one did what, I What forget? did I just forget? <laughs> you can literally see it on his face, which I'm sure you can mine too. But when you give him a new bit of information, it's like reset. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. 
All right, so if we got no more discussion, we can go into mine. Please, yes. Uh, I will preface this by saying I don't normally use these words, but this story has some trigger warnings. Uh, it's about a serial killer. Okay, okay. So if you were easily triggered by certain words, please don't listen. Slap me around and call me Susie. Um, I'm in. I don't know Please don't listen is, because I will say some things in here that may trigger you. So if that is your jam, that is your case right now, have a good night. Um, <laughs> All the moms just poured a glass of wine. Right, right. <laughs> uh, this is the Double Tree in Florida. So found in Port St. Lucie, the Double Tree is a big oak in a county park in Canal C24. A mighty oak, an extraordinary tree, an ordinary tree, nothing to write home about. Except the fact that it might as well growl, growl and snatch up little old ladies and unsuspecting kids and gobble them up in a throwback from a grim fairy tale. The Devil Tree has an evil, macabre, and incredibly blood-soaked reputation. One that's entwined with Florida history and its amazing capacity to attract the worst and the worst of the worst of humanity has to offer. Uh, this article is about a serial killer named Gerald John Schaefer. I believe I'm saying that last name right. Uh, I'm not going to go into his whole story because there's a lot to unravel with that. Uh, but he, at a very young age, I believe, the story of the Devil Tree begins on January 8, 1971, way before Hammock Park, where the Mighty Oaks stands now, and it created the whole thing. Um, the tale begins in the most bloody and shocking manner when a serial killer sexually atta- attacks and mutilates two teenage girls. The monster, after having his fill with the two girls, hangs them from the oak tree, and he then buries the two victims in a shallow grave underneath the tree, only to return numerous times later to have his way with the decomposing bodies. What a freak. Yeah. Uh, I it, mean, psychopaths are psychopathic. I mean, yeah. Kinda. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it goes... D- d- to say that he was a tormented soul would be a kind word. Yeah. Um, or an oversimplification. Uh, yeah. Uh, the man was a monster. Uh, those sort of the very presence makes anti-death sentence zealots rethink their stance. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said he began experimenting with bondage and sadomasochism around the age of 12. 12? Uh, the man would inform his state psychiatrist that he loved to tie himself up to trees and get sexually excited by the lack of freedom. Schaefer would hurt and pleasure himself thinking about assaulting women at a very early age. This dude was messed in the head. Damn. What year uh, was this? 1971. Mm. That's, the, that's what the article says it began. Whether or not that was what he was at 14, I'm not sure. Sure, right. Uh, it said his earliest childhood memories were there were that he desired to be a lady, lady, mainly because his sis was favored by his alcoholic, verbally abusive father. Mm. By the age of 14, Schaefer had a sweetheart named Cindy. Their relationship was sordid and strange. He would, he would make her take part in role-play fancy, fantasies, fantasies that revolved around raping scenarios. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, in 1966, he tried to enter the priesthood, Yet he was rejected because he lacked faith. <laughs> well, that's kind of a prerequisite. Uh, by now, Schaefer was a ticking time bomb. The same year, enraged, faith, enraged, faithless, and going down a black hole, the bomb exploded. By now, Gerald had graduated to animal cruelty. He was so angry that he just quit, quit the Catholic religion and has allowed his inner demons to run amok in the cerebellum. I love that line. Yeah, that really was a good uh, line, I agree. The bomb went kaboom, and Gerald decided to start his true calling. He became a professional serial killer. Everything came to a head on the faithful year of 1966. On October 2nd, 1966, Nancy, I'm not going to say her last name, age 20, and Pamela, age 21, were having fun with their boyfriends in Alexander Springs Park. In the Ocala National Forest, while the boys dove and played in the lake, the girls went on a stroll. The bodies turned up molested and choked a couple of hours after their boyfriends called in the cops, and a manhunt ensued. Uh, There was Gerald's first victim, and he had gotten away with the deed, and no one even looked at him funny. He wasn't even a suspect. Uh, And that was when he was at the... I guess he turned to law enforcement at the age of 25. And graduated from law enforcement. What the shit? Almost reminds you of Dexter, doesn't it? Right? What better way to get away with it? Uh, apparently, 
by the time he was caught, he boasted killing more than 30 girls and women. Jesus. Uh, yeah, he was arrested on July 21st, 1972. Um, let me see. Let me scroll on a little bit because it goes into, uh, like, I'm going to skip a lot of it because it gets very detailed on uh, yeah, some of yeah. the things. So I'm just going to skip it. Uh, well, too a little too much for even our podcast, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We all got lines somewhere. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's just certain things I will refuse to talk about, and that's one of them. Uh, apparently, Schaefer was charged with the deaths of all these women in October 1973. He was pronounced guilty and given two life sentences. Officials soon declared that he was linked to around 30 missing women, women and girls. On December 3rd, 1995, Schaefer was found killed or knifed to death in his cell. Nice. Fellow inmate Vincent Riviera was sentenced in 1999 of stabbing Schaefer and had 53 years and 10 months added to his life plus 20 years sentence. You know <laughs> so what? He, Fuck it. Yeah, he was like, no, I guarantee that was not our month, they thieves type of thing. I love it. There is, there for those type of people in there that yeah, are kids you, and women, Yeah. you really don't last long in certain places. And I'm glad for that. I'm super yes. glad for that. Uh, now on to the actual tree itself. How many women were tied to and killed on the devil tree is still up for debate. Nonetheless, many believe that the devil's tree is permeated with the darkness of Gerald John Schaefer's freed in, yeah, freed in into the world, and its skin crawling lo- skin crawling locale full of nasty things with and supernatural events. Uh, Satan has heard about the killings and chose the devil tree, devil's tree as a new sacrificial site and meeting place. Uh, more than four women and counting have been found in the nearby area, many showing signs of having been tied and chained to a tree and violently abused. Uh, there are countless reports of hikers hearing odd sounds and singing through the pines and oaks. Hooded figures are known to prowl the area. Sightings of these strange hooded figures have only swelled during the years. Uh, the trails have become ominous, and in many cases, vegetation has even ceased to grow in certain patches. Authorities have made various arrests in area, particularly of the KKK members, Another white supremacist group. So it seems to be attracting a whole bunch of weird groups around them. Yeah, you fix that, just clear cut the shit. Right. Much. Uh, the area is filled with ghost <coughs> sightings. Many believe that the spirit of the victims of Gerald haunt the forest. Uh, folks have taken a new place, a new piece of the tree. Wait. Folks have. Folks, how have taken. Never mind. Uh, a tree. <laughs> say a branch or bark often. Oftentimes, come to some sort of misfortune immediately afterwards. So, if they take it off the tree, they they fuck with the Baba Yaga. Yeah, Uh, I told you. (laughs) uh, It has been described that the screams of the young women can sometimes be heard emanating from nearby bathrooms. Uh, That's just some of the stories coming from this tree. So, it's just. I know I've done other. We've also done other stories on quote unquote Satan's walking hole, his tree, his this and that, and they all tend to have the same aspect with them. But this is the only one I saw that was actually attached to a serial killer. Right. Um Well the downside yeah. is, right, the like just like what you described, you can see where it spirals out of control really <laughs> right. fast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh you know it all starts with, oh my God, something bad happened here and then it just takes uh, it takes know, on new life, yeah. It's almost the same idea as like a copycat killer, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're like, okay, well now this is the devil's tree. Let's really make it the devil's tree. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> oh yeah, the first line was like, Satanists come here. That's just <laughs> right, but of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, excuse me. Uh, no, that, again, the, the guy, that, that Schaefer guy, I'm not condoning what he did whatsoever. That's a piece of shit. Mm. Uh, and he deserved to die. I'm Absolutely. sorry if that offends everybody, but I, if you do that, and if you are that kind of person, you don't deserve to be on this world. That's my belief, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, uh, you're going to have to roll a net 20 to make me think differently. Uh, uh, even that wouldn't work for me. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. But it seems like his spirit has held there for some reason. Unfinished work? Who knows? But that tree definitely has. So if you're from Florida, post on our Facebook page. I want to know if you've ever been there and been around that area. I'm yeah, kind of curious I, I would that. love to know if there's any sort of a weird feeling or, or vibe that comes from that area or specifically that, that tree. 
Yes. And I told you there were trigger warnings, so if you listened after that, that's on you. Right. <laughs> uh, so here's the thing for me, right? I know I, I'm clearly and utterly not defending what he did, but we're also talking about uh, sounds like the mid-60s to the 70s. Um, yes. Uh, it didn't say what happened at the tree was in the 60s and 70s, but while Schaefer was doing his thing, yes, that was in the 60s and 70s. 60s yes. and 70s. Um, what I will say <coughs> is, uh, I guess this is a good minute to talk about like mental health <coughs> and mental health diagnosis in the 60s and 70s was uh, probably were, not really a thing. Were there any? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, there were mental hospitals, but, you know. Oh, you're mentally ill? Let's get a uvo lobotomy. <laughs> After you've killed three people. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, wait, Something might be up with that guy. He's killed three people. We can't prosecute him. He's not a doctor. <laughs> exactly. Um, it is ironic, right, that uh, back then, like, a plea for insanity. Yeah was a lot more prevalent than now when mental health is a big thing. Well, it, uh, like you're exactly right because he literally told a state psychologist, this is what I like. Yeah. yeah. And the psychiatrist was just like, oh, that's nice, dear. Not that he wasn't wrong, but who really fucked that one up? <laughs> yeah, and there was no, there, he wasn't put on the spectrum. He wasn't put on a list. Like, ah, this guy might be a future thingy. Sounds like Joe as he passes a red flag. <laughs> I'm not sure I like that. Previous Joe. <laughs> like, nope, nope, nope. Uh, I like cats. Joe, Joe from Bullshit's past. Yes. Um, but no, it, 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 yes, I think somebody really dropped the ball on that one. Uh, and then multiple, multiple people lost their lives because of it. Exactly. So, and I've often had this thought myself, and I'm, if you want to talk about mental health, that's fine. Let's delve into it. Uh, I'm sure all of us have had this thought at one point in time in our life. If we actually died right now, would people miss us? Or would they be like, oh, I wish I would have saw the signs? Um, I think it depends on how you die. So, I think so, if you uh, opted out, that's different than like, right. I was in a car accident but on the way home. That <laughs> I attribute someone doing what he did as... I mean, I let's be honest. the term just to be kind, but opting out because that person is no longer who they originally were. Let's be honest. They're not uh, here. I feel like it's it's a very cliche thing. Like if if you watch any look for you wives sitting at home on the couches drinking your wine, watching your serial killer documentaries, it's a very cliche thing, right? Or listening to podcast, <laughs> <laughs> listening to our podcast, whatever. But it's a very cliche thing, right? Uh. I started showing these signs when I was a young teenager. I like mm-hmm. to be tied up and hurt myself. Uh, what the hell happened to you as a kid? <laughs> well, like you didn't you didn't grow up with you know June and Benny Cleaver. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like, no, and who hurt you? you know, right, right. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if I'm a psychiatrist and a kid tells me that he likes to be tied up because he enjoys the lack of freedom. Oh, okay. He likes what? I'm like, hold tight, honey. I'll be so nowadays, if I let my kid get out of the park, the CPS is called. But like, yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, but back then, you're well, like, eh, your kid's weird. <laughs> you're doing a good job. He probably plays d d Exactly. Satanic uh, panic. Yeah. Um, <coughs> but no, it, it, it really, it, to me, it's astonishing because it says a lot how that actually, and I know this has nothing to do with the paranormal, but it's astonishing how far that has come in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's been a long time, but we've come a long way since then. To where somebody says that now, they're like, "Whoa, dude, you're, are you okay? You need to talk about it. Like, let's get you some help." No, I mean you're you're on par. Like you you have to look at it as a short amount of time. Yeah. So you know, let's look at it from like the 1800s to 1965. Nothing had changed. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. In that 165 year period. Yeah. So the idea that so much has changed in like 30 years. It's a short amount of time. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, again, that goes back to the algorithm I was talking about a couple of weeks back. <laughs> uh, it, it, but bottom line, not going to get into that. If you see somebody experience, like, showing some of these signs, <laughs> if you had a friend come up to you and say, hey, I like being choked. <laughs> and uh, just depends on how old you, you are. Just <laughs> stares at you. Doesn't further it. Just stares at you. Chances are they're probably not okay. (laughs) You should talk to them or somebody. So maybe if you see someone showing those signs, definitely 
get them some help. Don't ignore it. Definitely get them some help. Yeah, me- mental health is not something to muck around with. Because, um, let's yeah. face it, if they would have done that back then, 30 women and kids could have had their lives saved. Yeah, I mean, honest to goodness, look at look at all of the different killers and, and, and whatnot out there who have literally been right in a police station across the table from a, a police officer or across the table from a psychiatrist and they have said some shit that made it 100% clear that they were going to walk out of there and kill people. And because they were ignored, it happened. And yeah, God, look at the ones... You hear about it nowadays. It Same thing. Like, how many times... Time. <laughs> it happens a lot. Yeah, don't ignore people, people. Yeah, <laughs> folks. As, as much Especially as, people with issues. Right, exactly. As much as we are here to study and learn and be entertained with um, the things beyond the world of the living, um, pay attention to the world that you're living in. Otherwise, you'll be the world of the unliving. And, and then we're going to tell stories about you. Yeah, leave the years. fucking trees alone. Stop no fucking with the trees. Leave them alone. Trees, okay? Nature is beautiful. Leave it alone. We're done with that. <laughs> you're ruining my forest. <laughs> yeah, that was true anger right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you always. It never takes place in like an inner city place. It's no, always in the forest somewhere. Yeah, Stop fucking with be, the forest, just, people. Just come out. <laughs> go do it in playgrounds, all right? I don't want to go no, there. No, not playgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go there. <laughs> don't fucking tread on me. No, obviously, obviously, we're making light of a very serious situation. Yeah. Yeah, monkey that's, bars. <laughs> that's my story. The monkey bars are satanic in its own right. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's, See, it's yeah. called a deterrent. That's how we keep people away from the monkey bars. We make them haunted. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, we're not going to do that. No, we just bang our heads on them. <laughs> but, um, yeah, well, I mean, you're tall. Or fall. You hit a growth spurt and you didn't realize it because yeah. spatial differences. You don't know it when you hit a growth spurt. Or fall and yeah. bite through your lip. It's fine. Whatever. Ooh, that sucks. 80s kids. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that's my story. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I know it got off topic a little bit. but No, yeah. no. It's a good story. Good story. So, yeah. I call it off on topic. Yeah. Off on. I like that. Sometimes the train just switches tracks. It's cool. Have you met us? Yeah. In our case, it switches tracks all the time. All the time. We're never on the right track. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Conductors get pissed off. Right. Would you kids sit down? One of those. All right. But I think I speak for the rest of us when I say we are podcast out right now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm tired, that's for sure. So um, don't forget to come and see us at um, X, at No Lights Para. Um, that is the official, for sure, No Lights Para. P-R-A-R-P-A-R-A. There we go. Um, I'm tired. Parar. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. It's a parar. Um, so yeah, no lights para on X. We are getting our blue check mark because we are going to be verified people, which pretty much just means that we're padding Elon's pocket a little bit. I'm cool with that. I kind of like the guy. I'll um, take a Tesla. Right? Because um, apparently Teslas can detect ghosts now. Which is fucked up. We'll get into that next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, don't forget to uh, give us a like and a share on Facebook at No Lights Paranormal. And then, of course, we want to hear your comments, suggestions, and stories. And, uh, you know, you might even find yourself uh, guest speaking on one of our episodes if you have a story that you want to talk about. Uh, You can uh, always email us and get in contact with me at nolightsparanormal at gmail.com. And that's it, folks. So once again, unless Alex, you got anything to say? You guys must be tired from like recording this second episode. Nobody was like, so what are we talking about next week? Oh, I'm so sorry. What That's are we talking stick, about? That's her stick, not mine. I'm so, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so I am actually really tired. I'm of, just sitting here like, hmm. I'm just a guy that says, fine. love you, good night. Fucking okay. surprise. <laughs> fucking lick it. Definitely. Don't, don't fuck with Bobby Yaga. Surprise, good night. <laughs> so, my sick full of snot brain, yeah. What are we doing next week? Uh, so, next week. Going to the land of peaches. No Georgia. shit. I do love the Georgia. Georgia. Uh, Georgia has lots of fun hauntings. Uh, there is a shitload of stuff for us to sift through, peaches. and it can go any different direction. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I, I am going to also preemptively 
mention, uh, and it will be reminded next week, but I'm preemptively mentioning uh, that the following week is the week of Christmas. Therefore, we will have a haunted Christmas special. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I have many, many ideas. Many, many. So, next week is Georgia. The week after, we are going to skip the states for a week and do Christmas hauntings, Christmas folklore, Christmas whatever you want to talk about. I've got to be honest, I don't care what anybody says. Um, Lethal Weapon is definitely a Christmas movie. What are you talking about? Yeah. You mean Die Hard? That too, but Lethal Weapon, it was during Christmas. At the very end? Yeah. It's a Christmas movie. Good night, folks. What the hell? Don't fuck with Wabiaga. <laughs> nah, she fucked with it.